Hello and welcome to another episode of the All About Feeling Good podcast, where I interview vegans from all over the world so they can share their story about why and how they adopted this lifestyle. I am your host, Richard Arsenault, and today's guest is Molly Patrick. She's 40 years old from New Mexico, but currently living in Maui, Hawaii. Uh, welcome to the show. How's it going? Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk with you today. And it's it's beautiful. Well, it's like, you know, 80 degrees in December. So, of course, it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. I wouldn't mind being there. But, you know, sometimes after having summer over here when you have all four seasons, you know, not that I'm sick of summer. I could keep going. But, you know, when it hits winter, you have no choice. And, and when there's a little bit of snow and it hits, it starts, it's actually nice and pretty. Like, it's nice to see that snow. But give me two months into it and I'm done. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I think there's something to be said for the, the seasons. Uh, in New Mexico, where I grew up, there's really four distinct seasons. Mm-hmm. And there's something very charming and and... I don't know there's some you know there's like a like a cycle that you have mm-hmm. when you have the seasons right that you don't really have in the tropical parts of the world yeah. uh, so it does take getting used to a little bit but i yeah i love looking at pictures of the snow and visiting once in a while is good but i'm i'm good to be swimming in the ocean in december i can tell you that I love yeah it. <laughs> <laughs> nice awesome so um maui eh? so what's uh what's keeping you busy up there what are you uh keeping yourself occupied with well i run a company called clean food dirty girl and that's my wife's and my company we've we've had it now well we started it in 2016 and so we've grown a lot over the years and so that's pretty much my life (laughs) uh it's we, we don't have kids we don't really have well especially this year right we haven't had a social life at all because nobody has uh so this is this is what we do we we you know i cook lots of plants i eat lots of plants and i work on our our business and then i you know play as much as i can and and then get back to work (laughs) awesome awesome so when did you when did you end up starting this uh so we started Clean Food Dirty Girl in 2014. Mm-hmm. So we had both been fired from our jobs mm-hmm. and we were really excited about that because it that was sort of the, the push that we needed to start our own business. Mm-hmm. And so she has sort of a tech background and then my background is in uh, plant-based food and cooking and recipes and all of that. And so we wanted to sort of merge our skill sets and, you know, do something online. And so we were fired at the end of 2013. And then so 2014, we decided we're going to put all of our energy into doing our own thing. Wow. So it's been about six years now. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Just spreading the love and helping. So what you guys do is, uh, help people with, um, with diet plans or like, and, uh, and stuff like that, or. So what we do, we, we offer a whole host of, uh, resources really, mm-hmm. but one of the main things we offer are weekly meal plans. So, you know, a lot of times, and what I saw in my previous, uh, jobs, you know, I would, I would see people who 
were diagnosed with something, you know, they had to start getting on, um, you know, blood pressure medication or cholesterol medication, or they just, they weren't feeling good, or they had some weight to lose. And one way or another, they, they found plant-based eating and, you know, they would watch documentaries about it and they would read books about it and they were getting really excited to change. And then it was sort of like, okay, but what do I do now? Like, how do I do it? And, and is the food going to taste good? And how do I grocery shop and what do I buy? And how, you know, it's that, that implementing then the knowledge that, that, that people find out before they make this change. So what we do is just, we help people, we, we teach people how to grocery shop and how to cook and how to make delicious meals. So we offer a meal plan service. And most people think of meal plans as like, you know, maybe they order stuff and then things arrive in a box all prepackaged, but we weren't into that. Like we want to teach people how to, sh to cook for themselves. You know, I mean, it, it's such an important, like it's a life skill. Mm -hmm. And so many people, you know, don't either don't know how to cook or they're, 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 you know, their cooking was putting something in the oven, you know, from the freezer to the oven or putting something in the microwave or just opening a can. And that's not going to be the healthiest food, right? The healthiest food are like you, you use whole ingredients and buy them from the produce section and the bulk bins and, and put them all together. So that's what we offer. So we offer weekly meal plans and we, we really empower people to cook for themselves and to grocery shop and to, and to take care of themselves through, through food. So that's nice. one of the things we offer. And we also have like a blog and a really supportive Facebook group and we have a Saturday email and we, we offer some other things too. But, um, but that was the idea, you know, just to empower people to, to let people know that, you know, you, you do have a choice mm -hmm. and in there's things that you can do. Well, you know, plants aren't going to be a, a miracle cure for everything. They're going to give your body a really good shot at like doing its job. It, and, and being healthy because we, you know, the human body wants to be healthy hmm. and it's trying to be healthy. Right. So giving people the knowledge that there, there is a different way and, you know, here's some information on how to make that happen and then do what you're going to do after that. Right. It's like, we can only change so many people and we can't, you know, we can offer the information and then it's up to the individual to make those changes. But if they have that knowledge and if they have that how to, what we see is that people people are, are more into it. They're more able to do it. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. No, we definitely need more of that around is just, you know, helping people with that extra step because I think that what you guys are doing is that that next step that people, that a lot of people need to, to go d dive deeper into it and make that, that actual change, you know, because sometimes it's all we need is that extra help from somebody that has the experience that has been doing it. And exactly. We just yeah, don't have it exactly. sometimes. You know, and check it out. I mean, you can really, you can watch all the documentaries and you can read all the books and you can watch all the interviews of mm -hmm. people who have had a lot of success with this, but until you get in your kitchen, and start making recipes and making food and eating food, nothing's going to change. You know, it's just like reading about meditation your whole life, but never actually meditating. It's not going to do you any good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that act of like going to the grocery store learning what to buy, you know, learning how to cook lentils and learning, you know, how to you know incorporate turmeric into your food and, mm. and learning how to make chickpeas from scratch and learning how to make hummus. I mean, it's all such basic stuff. And, and what people, what I have found, I mean, we've, we've been around, been doing this now for six years and we have, 
enough people in our community that I've seen, you know, people get really excited about it once, once they get over that initial sort of like, oh, how the <laughs> fuck do I do this? Like, yeah. What do I actually do? Like once they get over that step, all of a sudden it's like, wow, look what I'm doing. And they become so proud of themselves and excited for what they're doing. It's really empowering. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. yeah, like like you said, a lot of the basics, like I'm, I just think of myself when I first went vegan and stuff and switched to, you know, eating plant-based. Uh, there's so many things that come up, like different recipes or different, just different ways of preparing food and, and different ingredients as well that I never thought of or never even ate or just, you know, it just wasn't around as, as an option or something. And then once you get into it, you're like, whoa, there's like a huge array of things yeah. that you can do in combinations. And just, you know, a lot of the stuff I eat now and the way I eat is you know, different ways of doing it that I would have never thought of in the past. Totally. And... Totally. There's so, and it, it might be stuff that like, I don't know if you noticed this, but you know, when I started getting into eating really more, like I, I've been vegetarian my whole life. I've never eaten meat ever. And I went plant-based in like 2000 and late 2008, 2009. And when I started really going plant-based and really starting to you know, really focused on cooking myself and, and exploring all these ingredients. I was like, wow, all of these things, all these ingredients have been here, you know, because I've been to the grocery store before I've shopped before I've cooked for myself before, but I just, my eyes would just totally skim over the stuff that I wasn't familiar with. Mm -hmm. And the things that I was buying, even when I was vegetarian would be like, you know, cheese, sour cream. I would do like potato, you know, baked potatoes and some fruit, but it was really, limited mm -hmm. but once you start really diving into like cooking with whole plant foods all of a sudden you're like wow you know what is like kohlrabi what does that do <laughs> and like how many different potatoes are there and like there's so many different beans out there like you really do see that there's so many options that you can never get bored ever yeah, absolutely <laughs> it's like way more options than if i were eating the standard american diet yeah. right it's like how many kinds of meat are there you know there's not very many but how many kinds of legumes crazy pants <laughs> yeah. it's bananas yeah no it's uh it's a different world but i mean it's like you said like we just need that extra step sometimes that extra push i mean a lot of us you know we like you say we can learn these things and then kind of explore a little bit but you know, after living this same lifestyle for so long, you're kind of just, uh, you do kind of feel stuck and it's just hard to, you know, get through that next step to, to jump into. Just get so, started. Yeah, exactly. Just get started. Right. And just do it. And, and you can't like with any, like with anything, like you just have to do it. And, and we all have like what it takes to do that. It, mm -hmm. It's not like I can do it and somebody else over here can't do it. There may be challenges, you know, and then every, everybody has challenges, but, but with every challenge, like there's a way to get around that. And there's a way to do this. And like, there's not one perfect way to do this either. Like there's not one blueprint and I'm like, okay, you follow this exactly. And then you're good. Like it's, you yeah. know, it's so individual and, and it's, and it's really up to the person and every journey into plant-based eating is going to be unique based on that person, based on their circumstances, their situations, their, you know, their worldview, where they live, how many kids they have, like there's so many variables, mm -hmm. but, but it's, but it's possible to start. Oh, for sure. One yeah. meal at a time, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's so it, really. Yeah. So you've been vegetarian your whole life. 
Uh, I just found that out. Uh, I knew that mm-hmm. you've been vegan for 10 plus years, but uh, I- I'm impressed. Like, that's awesome that you've been vegetarian your whole life. So maybe just go back a bit and tell us how that all uh, came about and how you went vegan yeah. and, you know, what, what kind of made those changes for you. Yeah. So I will have to take you way back to 1980 when I was born and I'm going to set the scene for you. Right. So my parents were super hippies and they had hitchhiked around the country and they had sort of lived in different places. And I had siblings and they had kind of friends that they hitchhiked around with and they had kids. So it was sort of like this big clan of, of friends and family. And it was, you know, very quintessential like hippie era type of stuff. And so they eventually landed in New Mexico and bought five acres of land and started building their house. And they didn't just build them their, the house, you know, the two of them and with their friends, right, by hand, but they like made the, the adobe bricks to make the adobe house. Like they went and collected all the rocks that, that made our like round rock kitchen. Like they went and, um, you know, peeled the vegas that like held our roof. So they did everything by themselves. And so during this process, they were kind of making the house. We lived in a teepee and we lived on this land and we didn't have electricity. We didn't have indoor plumbing. We didn't have hot water in the beginning. So it was very, very basic. And my mom was vegetarian. And so she just, you know, and, and the kids ate what, what she made. So it was really simple, basic, healthy food. I mean, it was nothing fancy. It was, you know, beans and grains and veggies that she grew. And so I was just raised in a very, um, I guess, unique <laughs> and different kind yeah. of circumstance. And so just from the beginning, that's just how I was raised. And I never, you know, it's funny because as I got older, I mean, I didn't know that like, going to the bathroom in an outhouse was weird. Like that's just what I knew. Mm -hmm. My best friend who lived sort of, you know, up the road from us, she grew up in a school bus and she had an outhouse too. So that was just sort of the the thing. Right. And so I didn't really know that people ate differently than, than I did. And so I would start to have like sleepovers and see boxed cereal and like lunch meat and, you know, all the stuff that wasn't in our house. I mean, there was no like sugar in our house. I mean, there was a little bit of maple syrup and, and you know, that we mm-hmm. could use on special occasion, but it was very, yeah, it was very, very healthy. And so I'd get curious about like the box cereal or I'd get curious about like some of the packaged stuff. But for some reason, I just never, ever wanted to try meat. Mm-hmm. There was just something in me even from a very young age that I remember just having this reaction to it. of like, it does not make sense mm-hmm. for me to put that in my mouth. Like there's no part of it that makes sense. And it was almost like this, just this instinct for me to stay away from that there. I've never been curious. There's never been a desire. It's been the exact opposite. And, you know, I have to say like one of the things of clean food, dirty girl and our whole business is, you know, this, this, this rule that I live by and it's being non-judgmental and not judging somebody else for what they eat. And so when I say that, like I've always just had this thing in me, that's like, I don't understand how people can eat meat. That's like my personal thing. Mm -hmm. Now what anybody else does, it's not really my business, right? (laughs) It's like, I'm not, I'm not here to be the food police. I'm not here to tell people how they should or shouldn't eat. But for me personally, eating meat just never made sense to me. So I never did. 
I just never tried it. And it never was something that I felt like I wanted to even test because it just felt so foreign to me. And so, you know, like it just didn't sit right. So I've never eaten meat. And then, you know, I ate, like, I never really did well with milk. Like it just, I, it never t- it tasted kind of strange and thick. And I wasn't, I was raised with like soy milk and okay, rice milk yeah. and stuff. Um, I ate a little bit of eggs, some cheese here and there, but I wasn't, you know, like I wasn't big into dairy. It was just kind of, you know, here and there a little bit. And then in 2008, I started working for somebody uh, who, a vegan company. And, I, you know, I was like, if I'm going to be working for a vegan company, like I just need to go full full plant-based. And so I just decided I'll just test it out for like a couple of weeks and see how I feel. And by the first week I was like, wow, this is great. It's so easy. It's a lot of fun. I'm, it's making me get creative with how I cook and look for different things now that I'm not eating cheese and not doing cream in my coffee or whatever. And so to me, it was, it was a lot of fun and I felt better and I even had more energy and I was like, wait, there's no reason to eat dairy or eggs. This is crazy. So I just, I, I never, it, it wasn't a hard transition for me. I would crave cheese a little bit in the beginning and I would buy some like vegan cheese in the beginning. And then when I went really more like whole food plant-based and really started looking at like whole plant foods, the cheese cravings went away. And, and so it was, yeah, I, I kind of was like, why, why, why wasn't I doing this from the beginning? And then I started reading more and learning more about, um, you know, all, you know, the things that I just don't really want to be a part of that even the dairy industry, you know, does. So it was, it was just a natural, very easy process for me to let go of the dairy and the eggs. Nice. Nice. So did your parents like even talk to you about the whole animal agriculture thing or anything to do with people eating meat? Or was it just kind of, this is just how we do it. This is their lifestyle. And just kind of go for it. That was it. I mean, it wasn't, they never made, they never, it it was never an issue. So it was never like anything that I thought about. That's just how you eat. Like you just eat beans and grains and veggies and fruit and you eat some nuts and seeds and that's what you eat. Like it, it, it never even, like they, they didn't make it a big deal. Right. And I think that was really good because eventually like I was able to learn for myself about that stuff. And certainly, you know, as I got older, my mom would say, Hey, there's a really good, you know, here's a really good, good book. Um, you can read about this stuff if you ever want to dive more into it, but, it, but it was definitely just the way that, that they raised me mm-hmm. and it was never, um, never made to, to be anything other than this is what's for dinner. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I always wondered that feeling like it's, it's not too often that you meet somebody that's been like vegetarian basically since birth, you know, which, you know, hasn't eaten meat at all. So it's, it must be, yeah, it's just a different feeling when you grow up and you start, you know, like you said, when you went to that, your friend's place at a box cereal and you were like, what, what is this? (laughs) I was amazed. It was rice krispies. And I was amazed that they made that little sound like that popping sound. And I actually, like, I ate three bowls of cereal because I was like, oh my gosh, it's so good. And then I (laughs) threw up and I got really sick and my mom had to come pick me up. Yeah. (laughs) And she was like, it's the cereal you're not used to eating like processed food you know and then when I when I I remember being like 10 years old and there was a McDonald's near where my school was and so at lunch that was the thing that the cool kids did they went to McDonald's for lunch right and so I wanted to be a cool kid too so I kind of would follow them 
pinned, it would be my turn to go to the counter to order. And I'd be like, okay, I want like a burger with a bunch of lettuce and tomatoes and pickles and all of this stuff, but I don't want the burger part of it. And so these people, and this was like in 1990, right? And so these people at McDonald's, they just stare at me and they're like, there's no button for that on the, on our machine. So we can't do it. And I was like, well, you're going to have to, cause I don't eat meat. And so they would have, they like got their manager and the manager came and had a conversation with like, you know, this, this stubborn 10 year old that was not going to, you know, I didn't want the burger and I didn't want to take the burger off from the thing myself. Like I didn't right. want it at all. So they, they made it happen with that, that I would go get a burger without the burger. Um, so I was pretty like steadfast in the whole thing. I was, I was in. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Starting young. <laughs> right. Yep. Exactly. Cool. So, um, what are some of your, tell us what are some of your favorite, uh, snacks and meals or what is your Mm. general meals look like during the week, I guess? (laughs) Well, I love to eat. I, and I've always loved to eat. I just, and I can eat a lot too. And I, I love food. I just, I think it's one of the, the joys in life is, is to, be able to eat delicious food. So, and because we do meal plans and recipe creation, that's like, you know, our, our business, I'm always cooking. So I'm always either developing recipes or testing recipes that our team has come up with. Um, I batch our meal plans every week. And so I'm really, so there's all, I mean, my kitchen is like my sanctuary and probably where I spend the most time. Mm -hmm. And so I follow our meal plans, really. I mean, I'll, I'll test recipes and I'll do some things during the week, but really whatever's on the meal plan, I'm eating it. Right. Another thing, you know, like for, for lunches, I love to make huge, big, beautiful salads, but I don't do just like lettuce and tomato and cucumber. Like, because I, I need, like, for me, it's all about textures. Mm-hmm. Right? You have to have interesting textures and layers of textures and different flavors. And I, I don't like, like, just one-dimensional food. Mm-hmm. So I'll do, like, on a Sunday. And I don't, are you familiar with batch cooking? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'll do a big batch cooking session on Sunday. And I'll, do, I'll batch cook the meal plans. But in addition to that, I will also do a batch of salad. And I have a big, big salad bowl. And I'll cut up... Um, different kind of mixed greens and then I'll do different kinds of like red cabbage and uh, green cabbage and then I'll do some fresh herbs like parsley and some um, mint is really good in there and then I'll do shredded carrots and some radishes and some beets and I'll put that all in some different containers in my fridge so that when it's time to eat I just pull one out put it in a bowl and then I'll add like sauerkraut on top or I'll add like chickpeas or black beans or I'll add some baked tofu and then I'll add like a dressing that I make, make lots of different dressings, but whatever dressing I have in the fridge, I'll put that on the salad and then put some, I'll top it with like some toasted uh, sesame or toasted like uh, sunflower seeds or pumpkin seeds or sesame seeds to get that crunch. Mm. And I, so those are, I call them big ass salads. And so (laughs) it's not a salad in the sense that most people think of a salad. It's more like this delicious, vibrant meal in a bowl. That's totally satisfying. That's filling that hits all the right spots. So that's sort of my favorite lunch. And then for breakfast, I came up with this really weird recipe for this um, porridge. And the thing, like, I really love steel cut oats, but mm-hmm. what I was finding is that I would get kind of hungry not long after I ate a bowl of them. 
And so I started playing around with different grains and different lentil combinations. And I came up with this really yummy combination of, it's like a half a cup of four, three different grains and one type of lentil. And I can swap them out, but I'll do like a half a cup of millet, a half a cup of black rice, a half a cup of like green or brown or um, black lentils, and then a half a cup of, um, you know, like a toasted buckwheat is really yummy. Mm. And then I'll let that soak overnight. And then I'll cook that in my instant pot. And so it makes this big pot of, of kind of this porridge. I put that in the fridge and then I just eat it cold with um, a bunch of fruit and then some chopped nuts. And that really like hit, like hits my craving for cold cereal. Mm. And so I'll eat that every morning and sometimes I'll warm it up if I want it warm, but it's hot in Hawaii. So I usually have it cold. So I'll do that in the morning, every morning. Uh, so th- that, those are like, you know, the salad and the porridge are two of my big staples. And for snacks, you know, I don't snack that much because I love to have like a really good filling breakfast, a really good filling lunch and a really good filling di- dinner. Mm-hmm. And then I usually have a green smoothie during the day if I feel like I need a snack. And, and that works for me. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I know. It's funny when you were talking about your big salad, it just kind of reminded yeah. me when I, when I, uh, well, I'm working from home now, but when I was working at the building, like, and I'd go for lunch with all my coworkers and stuff, and of course, I'd be pulling out my uh, monster bowl of salad, and they're like, "What are you doing? Yeah. Like, you, that looks like it would feed feed five people." And I'm like, "No, no, just myself. Don't worry, I'll totally. be here for a good half hour, forty five minutes chewing, but that's okay." <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Your mouth does get a really good workout. Yeah. I will say. Oh, for sure. <laughs> And mm. and same for the breakfast, the like for me, it's kind of the similar thing. Like I've just been doing like oats and like um, for different like frozen berries in there with sliced banana and then like some uh, almond milk or cashew milk and, you know, throw in whatever, like hemp seeds or something like that. But yeah, I do love it cold. Like I don't, I don't do well with like warm oatmeal. I feel like it just sits yes. in, my, in my chest there. but yeah so i've been doing it like when i heard about overnight oats i was like what the Mm -hmm. heck is that overnight oats you're like yeah i just you know throw oats and milk and whatever you want in there and leave it in there and it kind of just soaks the oats just enough to get you still get a good texture and it's soft at the same time and ever since it's just my favorite like i love it cold and not cooked because i feel like you know i like the texture of the oats you know so Yes. Yeah. I totally get that. And my, the reason why I started doing that cold, it was funny because my wife, Luann, she's the same, like she cannot stand. Okay. She doesn't like gloopy. Like it's the texture thing for Mm -hmm. her. If it's warm and gloopy, she is not having it. And so I always did this porridge warm. And one day she was like, well, I'll have it cold. And I was like, are you sure that sounds really, it's like (laughs) lentils. There's lentils in here. Like, do you want cold lentils and oats and this weird concoction that I made? And she's like, no, no, I'll try it cold. So I made her a bowl cold and put like soy milk on it and then some berries and some apple slices and some toasted um, pecans and some raisins on top. And she tried it and she was like, wow, this is amazing. And so I tried it and I totally agreed with her. I was like, wow, this is even better than hot oatmeal or hot porridge. So I'm a, a cold, yeah, a cold porridge convert now. I'm with you on that one. Nice, yeah. No, a few of my friends were seeing it on my story, and they were like, "What are you doing? You're eating like these huge cold bowls in the middle of winter." (laughs) I'm like, "Yeah, that's true. Where you are, huh?" Yeah. (laughs) I was like, "Well, I I got a couple layers, so 
<laughs> We're good. Good to go. Yeah, just turn up the heat. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, um, how do you feel uh, veganism has helped you evolve in other aspects of your life, uh, maybe physically or mentally? Hmm. That's a good, that's a really good question. And it's sort of, hmm, I have a few answers to that. And it, it's kind of a complex question too, mm -hmm. because one of the things that happened um, on my journey was in 2015, I quit drinking and I quit smoking. And I had a drinking problem. I abused alcohol like crazy and I smoked a lot of cigarettes. So during this whole, you know, this, my whole life, pretty much I had, you know, I ate healthy, mm -hmm. but I did not have a healthy lifestyle at all. Mm -hmm. And I was very addicted to alcohol and, and nicotine. And so I, in 2015, I just, you know, I had tried to quit before and I was like, okay, if I, if I don't change, like, so, like this is not, this is not going to end well for me. This isn't going to be good. And I just, I, I finally had reached that point where I was like, I, I just have, I don't have a choice. And so I went through that process and it was really mm, challenging and intense and also very empowering and beautiful and gut wrenching and soul bearing and all of that mm -hmm. stuff. But what, you know, the thing that got me sort of after the initial couple of months, because the first two months for me were, were really hard after that, I was like, okay, I'm going to really focus on my health and really focus on hopefully repairing some of the damage that I had done to my, my poor body all those years, you know? And so I started really, that's when I really started going into more of like a whole plant food diet. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, when I removed booze from my life and cigarettes from my life and really focused on nutrition, that's when, you know, things really started to change for me. First of all, I had to figure out who I was as a person mm -hmm. because I had been drinking since I was 14. And I didn't know how to navigate social situations without drinking. I didn't know how to live my life without it. I didn't know how to have fun without it. I didn't know just even who I was. So it was like learning so much just about who I am and, and my anxieties and my fears and letting all of this stuff come up where I hadn't let it come up before. Cause I would just, you know, drink it down. Mm -hmm. And so once that was out and I was really focusing on nutrition. It's like my whole world changed, you know, and part of that was yes, because alcohol was out, but part of it was because I was also focusing on nutrition and focusing on like my diet and focusing on getting outside and, you know, staying hydrated and getting good sleep. And so it was sort of this snowball effect. And so with the combination of all of that, I mean, I wouldn't be in the position where I am right now if that hadn't have happened. You know, um, our business started to become successful and I was really getting in my own way of the business when I was, you know, drinking and smoking and just abusing my body. And, and at the same time, trying to teach people how to eat healthy, but while trashing my own, you know, I mean, that was like a big, a big thing of feeling like a fraud and like just it contradicted you know, like my addiction totally contradicted who I was as a person or who I saw myself as right. as a person. 
Yeah. So, you know, just things change. I, I, you know, my energy just increased. My sleep was so good. I, I just felt, I felt joy for the first time in maybe even my life, you know, because I knew pleasure. Pleasure was easy. I was good at pleasure, (laughs) but joy, I, it, it wasn't there. And when I made this change and started doing all these things, it was like, that's when the joy came and our business started to grow. And, you know, we started monetizing and we were able to move to Hawaii and I was able to, you know, do, you know, find a movement practice that I really loved and that I do every day. And I, I evolved as a person fairly quickly, um, after that change. And I'm not going to say that it was just removing alcohol. It was definitely a combination of all those things and, Mm -hmm. and all of the plants played a big part in that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy how alcohol and, and cigarettes and all that just takes over your life. It just, you know, like you said, you were doing it since you were 14. So it's, that was basically you until that point, until you wanted to change. And, um, I think so many people are stuck in that as well. You know, they like just, just the fact of like feeling like you need to get a drink or something when you go out or to socialize, like you need to bring beer, you need like, like, what is that? eh? It's, it's just crazy how it takes over. But once you get past it, you really, you know, when it really hits you, like you said, it's, uh, it feels amazing. And you're like, whoa, all right. Like this is, this is it. This is yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I felt very trapped in it. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt very trapped and I felt like it was this just endless cycle that just never went away. And I had, I was really scared to quit because I had been drinking for so long and I, I had this very false sense of alcohol's role in my life. And it was one of being a friend, a companion, something that was always there for me that would um, make a bad day better or make a celebration even more exciting or make, you know, confidence appear where it wasn't before. So I, I had this very, you know, this relationship with it that in, where in my mind, it was awesome. But at the same time, even though while I was having that relationship, there was a part of me that I knew it was bullshit. And I was, you know, telling myself that it was that, you know, it was so great because that was just my addiction. Mm-hmm. And so when I quit, like I was, I mean, it took me a while, but I, I finally got to the point, I would say, even after like a few weeks of being able to accept the fact that it was not, it is not my friend. It is, it is not this thing that it is so wonderful in my life. It is not my companion, my buddy, my therapy, my entertainment. It's not that stuff at mm-hmm. all. And it's, and it was like killing me, but it's, you know, when you, when you, it, addiction is really counterintuitive and it's very sneaky mm-hmm. and it, it really has its way with you for sure. Um, so so yeah, just looking at it now, it's like, I mean, and at this point I'm able to look at alcohol and I'm like, sometimes, you know what, fuck it. Sometimes I still get jealous that I can't have a drink. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, I miss, I miss that. Like I miss feeling buzzed or I miss when I'm having a really bad day, I miss it to unwind. And I miss having that fun that I had with it, but I know that I can miss it and, and not have it. And I don't have to act on it. <laughs> right. Um, 
but yeah, it's a, it's a trip. And I'm really, I'm really happy that I went through it because I learned so much about mm. myself, you know, and I learned so much about like what I'm capable of. And, and I mean, for me at this point, that was the hardest thing that I've ever done. So anything else I'm like, okay, I got it. I can do it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a, it's a huge shift in mindset almost like you, even if you were to decide to say, ah, screw it, you know, I'm going to get drunk tonight or something, you know, it's just one time. But, you know, after that, after making that realization and like getting out of it, like, and you're on, on, on a good path and you're, you know, you're, you're kind of, you feel safe, but then you yeah. end up doing it. You're just going to feel so much more guilty. You're going to feel shittier in, in a way. Um, and, it kind of just, I don't know, for some people, it might just bring them back to where they were before. But for some people, it's just like a reminder, okay, whoa, like, yeah, I know, yeah. what am I doing? And then next time, they're thinking less of that, if, if mm-hmm. that situation comes, because they're like, yeah, I already tried that. I'm not going to go back. Sure. Down. <laughs> you know, sure. Yeah. And I, I mean, I definitely had that for a long time, because I had tried to quit. And then, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to not drink. And then I would drink. And then, I would, and I would bargain with myself. Okay, well, I'll just do it this one time, you know? And then of course that didn't, that does not work for somebody yeah. like me who does not have, you know, who I, I can't, I cannot have a drink. And that's why it's, it's funny. Cause I, I didn't go to AA and mm. I don't, I mean, I think AA is great. It helps a lot of people, what, whatever, whatever's going to get, you know, whatever's going to work for anybody, I think who have at it. But for myself, I, I, it's, it was really hard for me to, to think of it as like a day at a time because when I thought that way, it was like very easy for me to start bargaining with myself. Whereas when I accepted that I am just somebody who can't ever drink again, mm-hmm. it made it much easier for me because that's off the table and I don't mind fuck with it. It's right. like, that's just done. I can't drink. I'm not going to drink. And that's just not even an option. And it's been five and a half years now. And there hasn't been you know, since I made that decision and since I accept mm-hmm. the fact that I just am one of those people who can't drink, that's it. Like, yeah, I don't, I'm never tempted because I know that it's just, I can't ever do it. And so it, for me, that's what made it easier, mm-hmm. but it's, it's so complicated and it it's is. so individual and people really just have to, you know, find their way with it. And it can be so hard. I know, I know how hard it can be. And yeah, um, yeah my heart goes out to anybody who's struggling with it. Um, it's, it's really intense. Yeah, the mind is a powerful place. I mean, for some people, we can, you know, we can fight something for years and then finally something clicks and we're able to set our mind to it and boom, that's it. And then that's in the past. For some, it's easier. For some, it's harder. But yeah, like it's it's just such a big mindset thing, but tied in with your previous experiences. So totally yeah totally and i've heard you know it's so an addiction is funny because i've heard people who you know have had like food addictions and who've had other addictions and it's so fun it's just so similar all Mm. of these addictions you know it's like (laughs) i could i can so see myself in you know people who talk about being addicted to food or being you know addicted to other things it's it's such a yeah humans are just so um curious and lovely and bizarre and messy aren't we yeah oh for sure (laughs) yeah so um how were your friends and like family affected by your lifestyle change like i know you were vegetarian for a long time so maybe it wasn't such of a 
a huge change uh, for your friends, you know, and, and family when you went fully vegan because you already had most of it cut out in a way. So, but yeah. um, was there a lot of support and like... Um... I would say generally, yeah, there was the there was support. I don't, I don't say that... I mean, I didn't never really pay much attention to it because generally I really don't care what anybody else has to say about what I'm doing. <laughs> Yeah. I don't put much weight into it, right? So, yeah, there were people who had the 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 comments, you know. Um, but I think I've been, I was so used to that, right? From from even when I was very young, of people thinking how strange I was for not eating meat, and so I was sort of accustomed to that already, you know. And it never, right. you know, other people's opinions of me have never really bothered me because. Um, you know, I know who I am and I'm okay with the decisions that I make and that's kind of all I need. Mm -hmm. So there, I had my, my, my mom and dad are always supportive of whatever I do. And, and, and my mom had actually gone totally plant-based like in 1997. So she mm -hmm. had been because she had um, a gallbladder attack and her doctor said, well, I can do a surgery or you can try just cutting out like all dairy from your meat free you know she was vegetarian but cut out all dairy and so she did that and she ended up like passing her her stones and she never had to get the surgery so she just you know stayed stayed totally vegan since then so she was already plant-based and I I mean and I had I was not totally plant-based but that's you know I cooked without meat and dairy so I was so close to it already right. that 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 change it wasn't a big deal yeah um but in general you know the people who did have something to say about it I you know, I would just say, okay, you know, that's, that's fine. You can, you can say that you can, you know, have that, those concerns or that thought. And if you have questions for me, I'm happy to answer it, but I, I never really got too concerned with what other people thought. Nice. Nice. I like, I like that kind of, you know, you know, people come at you and they're like, uh, wrote this or this is that this is unhealthy or, you know, you know, how they try to sometimes, debunk it or you know and, and stuff like that but i like the way it is it's just like no that's cool uh, your opinion is yeah, is is, is, is valid but if you have any questions for me feel free <laughs> so it's kind right? of like well, instead the... of attacking what i'm doing if you have questions about what i'm doing you know yeah. so i like that kind of approach it's kind of a good way to do it if somebody's trying to pick at you for what you're you're doing right yeah yeah and i think you know i think sometimes the the automatic reaction was would be to kind of get defensive mm -hmm. you know about that and i and i get that but at the same time i think most people when they have when they are you know asking questions or feeling uncomfortable around it it's more of a reflection of them than it is you and so maybe there's something you know maybe they are actually kind of curious about this but just don't have it in them to say, Hey, I'm kind of interested in learning more about this. You know, maybe they just are guarded and are coming about it in a way that's kind of dickish, right? Like, I don't know. I just, I feel like most people, if they come to you, if you have an attitude of like, Hey, let's, let's chat about this. Like you, you seem to be curious. Like, do you have questions for me? How can I, I can just, you know, tell you from my personal experience, how, you know, how this has been for me or, you know, and just kind of be friendly about it. I, I, there's a, there's something that happens when you do that and it just kind of disarms people and it makes them think like, Oh, okay. They it makes it makes them look at it from a different lens instead of like attacking. It's more like than curiosity, you know? Right. 
No, I like so, that. Uh, yeah, I'm so. definitely taking that 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 piece on. <laughs> I yeah, haven't... it's worked. It's worked for me. And and like I said, I mean, I've been getting weird looks about this from the time I was like, you know, that ten year old in McDonald's. Yeah. So I've had a lot of experience. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely definitely used to it for sure. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, t totally. And. Uh, you know, for me, there's nothing to get defensive over. And I, you know, and shit, I don't have all the answers. Like yeah. I don't, just because I eat this way doesn't mean, doesn't make me um, a registered dietitian. It doesn't make me, you know, a doc. It doesn't make me this like expert on it, mm -hmm. but I, it's, I'm an expert on what I'm putting in my mouth and how I'm feeling, but that exactly. doesn't mean I'm like the, you know, the, the poster child for, for plant-based eating. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's about, you feel good. You look good. I mean, what else do you want? Try it for try it for yourself and see yeah. see how it goes. Right, that's all you can do. Totally. I mean, and I love it when people come at me with like, well, and I don't get this so much anymore because I think things are kind of changing. But for a very long time, it was like the protein thing, right? Like, well, <laughs> yeah. you know, where do you get your protein? And and I would just tell people like, if you had to eat meat, I would be dead a long time ago because I've never had it. And that just that to that they're like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so that's always a good one to yeah. to pull out if I need you. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good comeback to to catch them off guard. <laughs> yeah, totally. And on top of that, you know, I mean, like I'm 40 years old. I've never had really anything wrong with me. I don't really get sick. If I do get a small cold, like it goes away super fast. Mm -hmm. I feel like I don't feel 40. I feel like I'm in my 20s. And I just, <laughs> you know, I think that like just living by example is so important. And so if you live your best life and if you make these changes for yourself, like people will get curious about it. Cause so they'll be like, well, what is that person doing? You know? Yeah. Well, I gotta say you do look like you're in your twenties. So just, <laughs> just for the people out there that yeah, are listening. Too kind, too kind. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what about advice for people interested in adopting a, uh, plant-based lifestyle or vegan lifestyle? Hmm. Oh, so much. Where do I even start? It's such a, um, just, you know, I think, I think the thing is you just gotta do it like enough talking about it, enough reading about it, enough watching about it. That all is important, but you just gotta start somewhere. And if that is, you know, making a green smoothie and having a green smoothie every day, fine. If that mm -hmm. means just changing your breakfast, and doing some of our like cold breakfast, you know, oats or porridge, you know, do that. If it means starting with doing like a vegan dinner a few times a week, start there if you want. But it's, you know, it's really important just to find a place to start and not, and, and to, instead of thinking about this as like, okay, I have to do it all or nothing, just think about doing something. Yeah. Because I think we get into this mindset of it has to be perfect. Mm -hmm. It has to be every meal. I can't, you know, what if, you know, does that mean that I can't eat honey too? Cause I heard about honey. Like, I think sometimes it gets so overwhelming yeah. for people that they don't even start because they, they don't feel like they can do it quote unquote the right way mm -hmm. or do it all the way. And so I think that ultimately that can be more of an obstacle with that mindset. So I would say just start where you can get a few yeah. recipes and start cooking some meals. True. You yeah. know, I mean, and you can Google, I mean, like our website has lots of free recipes, but you know, whole food plant-based recipes now are everywhere. 
you know, and there's so many good ones. There's so many good cookbooks and there's different meal plans and there's different blogs and YouTube channels. I mean, there's an abundance of information out there and really delicious, easy recipes. So I would say, you know, start with a few recipes and just start, you know, testing them out and, and eating. Cause that's really what it's about. Like you can't do this without eating. Yeah. True. <laughs> so get excited to eat, start some recipes, try some things and just, you know, just start with there and, and see what happens. Um, because what I find is that when, when people find a few recipes that they really like and they start changing things up, they, they start to feel good and then they start to get a little bit more into it. And mm. then they, then they'll start maybe reading up on it and then they'll start, maybe eventually they can get off one of their, you know, cholesterol medications and then they'll be like, wow, there's really something to this. And so it's sort of this beautiful snowball effect, you know, mm. but if you just can start somewhere that usually you know, leads to, to doing this in such a way where it just becomes then your life mm -hmm. and you don't really have to think about it. You just kind of do it. Right. Yeah. It's like, instead of setting your mindset to, oh, I'm going to try to go vegan or I'm going to go vegan or, or whatever it is. And you're looking at like the big picture, like, don't even look at that. Like just, it's almost like you always, you have to just be like, okay, I'm going to do one plant-based meal a day or totally. whatever how many a week and that's that's all you need to set your mind to not the whole i'm gonna try vegan or i'm gonna get to veganism or any of those just be you know one vegan meal a day one vegan breakfast or whatever and you set your mind to that and then all of a sudden it's just normal and then yeah. you can be like oh wait okay well now i can do two meals and then all of a sudden you're like oh i'm vegan without really having to like you know you can always have that goal in mind as an intention forward but you know yeah. i think is what you were saying is a lot of people try to think too far ahead and and mm -hmm. then it gets too it sounds too complicated you know so it's like just totally. set your mind up to just one meal a day yeah yeah i think it can be i think that people overcomplicate shit and just think don't overcomplicate it just like go make some go make a big ass salad Go make a big ass salad. Go make your own dressing. You know, like oh, people yes. don't know how delicious their own salad dress. I can't believe yeah. people are still buying bottled salad dressing. I mean, really, salad dressing is so delicious to make on your own. And then you can avoid the oils if you want to yeah. like avoid oil. And you can add in all of your own like herbs and fresh herbs. You can do like fresh basil and fr like it's 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 so much fun to play in the kitchen and to exactly. play with food. So like, I don't know, just start with a big ass salad. And also there's another thing, you know, I've, I, there's so many ways to go about this that it's like, everybody has to work or, or do what works for them. But there's two different general ways, right? You can either think about uh, taking out the stuff that you no longer want to eat, right? You can take out the, the meat and the, the dairy and that's one way. But you can also think about it as like, you're going to add in really nutrient dense food. So like you're adding in more fruits and vegetables, you're mm -hmm. adding in more whole grains, you're adding in more, you know, beans and legumes. And I've found that sometimes it's easier to add things in because what happens is then you're naturally eliminating the stuff that you no longer is no longer supporting you. And so mm -hmm. you're kind of crowding out, you know, the stuff that, that doesn't need to be there. Because if you think about it, every time you get hungry, it's an opportunity to fuel your body. And so if you think about it as a, kind of like a currency, it's like, okay, I'm hungry. Here's my chance to eat some plants, you know, and you have that big ass salad. And then you think, okay, I'm hungry again. Maybe I'll have some of that soup because it's an opportunity to fuel my body. And then before you know it, it's sort of like, oh, I'm not 
not do, I'm not buying that stuff anymore at the grocery store because I kind of forgot about it. So there is a way to do it where it's where it, it it's not such a it can be a very um, joyful process, mm -hmm. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you think about like adding in all the like nutrient dense, yummy plant foods, it can sometimes be easier than saying I can't have this anymore yeah. because it's about abundance instead of lack. Right. Or about like actually consuming rather than restricting and you know, and it's subtle, but there's a, there's a mindset shift that happens there. Nice. I like that. I like that approach. I never heard that before. So it's, that's good. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, last but not least, do you see a plant-based world in the future and how do you think we can make that happen? Hmm, kind of my fun ending question. <laughs> I, I, you know, I see a world right now where more people are getting turned on to this and it's becoming less taboo than it was. Mm -hmm. I see people more curious about this and open to this way of living and this way of eating than I ever have. So if I'm looking at like, you know, a graph in my mind, I'm certainly seeing this way of eating, you know, going up and, and eventually becoming just pretty normalized. You know, the world that we're living in now isn't going to be able to support the way that humans in mass are eating. So I think that eventually we're going to have to, if, if by no other reason, because the, the, the world can't support it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I don't know. And then that, that goes into like, that's a whole nother train of thought. But what I, but what I see right now is a lot of people being open and a lot of people excited about it. And it could be like a generational thing because when you have parents that just feed you this and that's just the way that it is, look what happens. It's just like, it's just the way that it is. It's exactly. not, it's not an issue. So I think, you know, in a few generations, you know, maybe so. Like, I think that would be, be amazing mm -hmm. but i'm more focused on like what's happening right now and how can i help people eat a plant-based meal the next meal that they're going to eat like right. you know what, what can i do right now and because whatever you whatever seeds you you plant right now you know you'll you'll they'll benefit you'll see benefits from it eventually and so i think just you know the more people are seeing how doable this is how delicious this is how not weird and strange this is that's going to have a ripple effect. And so for me working with, with just people, you know, because we're, we're a company that's B2C business to consumer, like we get to do that. And then we have people who, you know, their whole family was not even considering plant-based, but this one person made this shift and now, you know, her mom is and her sister is and her kids are. So I think that that change can happen faster than we think. I think it just has to be done in a way that's like, I don't know, embracing and welcoming and making this easy rather than making it, uh, I don't know, harder than it has to be. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there's going to be, I feel the same. I feel like it's, it's going to grow. It's not going to stop growing. Like you said, we're just learning more and more and, you know, <clears throat> even though we may come up uh, with studies or, or certain, um, you know, things like that uh, on, on the vegan side, you know, 
does it mean that it, it's it's fully true or it's like all these facts you know and there's just so many facts from everywhere and it's just like uh, this study and this study and then they both like kind of you know fight each other and and whatnot but like yeah it's just a, a matter of of uh doing it in a peaceful and and uh loving way and i think we can all get there because i yeah like you said it's just it doesn't feel sustainable and i think the more people mm -hmm. that realize that and kind of get a little hint of it i think it's it's um it's important to to have that information out there for those people and and uh, yeah you know and maybe the thing is like i don't know just incorporating more plants right because i think that it's more realistic to have people go like 80% plant-based than mm -hmm. it is to have a hundred people go a hundred percent of the people going a hundred percent plant-based. Right. You know what I mean? So like if we had, if the whole planet right now went like 80% plant-based, could you imagine the shift that would happen? You yeah. know? So, so I don't know. And I, and I think like about the studies, Oh my God. Like if you wanted to find out if something was bad for you like there's probably studies showing that broccoli can be bad for you. yeah i know like, you know there it's it's just ri ridiculous yeah. i think that you know those studies while they are important the average person we're not trained to to properly read those studies mm -hmm. and to really um look at them in the way that somebody who's trained to will have the eye for it right and so as far as all those studies like people have to figure out well why do you want to do this first of all like mm -hmm. you know do you want to do this because you want to see about you know getting healthier do you want to do this because you really don't want to contribute to the harm and the you know torture and death of animals do you want to do this because you care about the environment like there's a lot of reasons but like figure out what your reason is because that's going to help you kind of just ignore a lot of that noise mm -hmm. that's out there. And when something like, oh, this study said that, you know, I don't know. T to me, if you're eating whole plant foods and you're taking your B12 and you're, you know, just aware of the basic nutrients that you need, it's like, for me, that's been good enough. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to let the, you know, let all the noise kind of distract me from, from what I'm doing because there'll always be naysayers. They're always, there's always going to be hot you know, clickbait headlines yeah. about why soy is, you know, the devil or whatever. And it's like, I don't have time for that. Yeah. So, you know, figure out why you're doing it. And then I don't know, there's just, you know, the, the common sense thing to me, it's like, if you're eating whole plant foods and you, you know, it's, if you ever, I don't know, it's like people can eat McDonald's all the time and processed foods and junk food, and they'll never have anybody say anything to them about nutrition. Yeah. But as soon as they go vegan, it's like, oh, but wait, what about this? Are you, you know, are you getting enough iodine? All of a sudden they'll ask all the questions about all the nutrients. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, it's funny. And I think there'll be less of that as, as this gets more normalized and people are just doing it. Um, Mm. but I think, you know, d decide why you're doing it. And then like your why is I think really important. Absolutely. Yeah. Like yeah. you said, there's just too much information, too much stuff going on with the internet. You know, you hear all these kinds of things and it's, I don't know, I've kind of moved away from that. Like I remember when I first went vegan and you're always kind of looking into that stuff and grabbing on to this information, grabbing on to this information and throwing it out there at people. And it's like, 
but who really knows like just you know kind of just follow your heart <laughs> i've come to the conclusion it's just yeah, just right. think about right. about it from inside and just you know follow your heart and just whatever feels right just think about the ethical part behind it all and and you know just maybe try to see how unsustainable it is but really you know follow your heart and i think that's where people are just we're just getting too bombarded by by all this information and and that totally. slows us down to make a, a better decision really yeah totally i mean if if there was a study that you know i saw on facebook tomorrow that said like oh well it turns out like you have to eat meat to be healthy like and i read the study and even if there was like okay well that argument kind of makes sense not to say that there is this out there but i would never eat meat because it, it my intuition my gut in my mm -hmm. heart and who i am i would never ever ever eat meat because the, the, the idea of putting an animal in my mouth is goes against everything mm -hmm. and it's not just you know but and that's from like this very soul level yeah <laughs> right and so i'm gonna do everything to not to not do that so yes you have to listen to your heart and your gut and you mm -hmm. have to be your own advocate and, and it's your responsibility to like if you are reading this stuff make sure that you're that you're um really reading it looking at the sources you know making sure that you know seeing where the studies were funded from if you're going to go down that route you mm -hmm. know i mean again there's a lot of you know there's a website and you probably are familiar with this website but it's nutritionfacts.org yeah uh, dr michael greger and he really does a good job of putting those you know all the papers the um scientific studies and little bite-sized vid videos and stuff like that so that's a really good resource but in general it's just yeah yeah just oh you know don't overthink it don't mm -hmm. overthink it too much <laughs> well i mean you're living proof that you obviously don't need meat need meat to be healthy and um it, and it just also shows that it's it's pretty much all about how you're raised. I find that is one of the biggest reasons why we are how we are and, and follow these lifestyles. We follow our parents, where we follow our friends, whatever, wherever we grew up, like the culture and stuff like that is, you know, of course you get oddball people that just go completely the other way because they don't see it the same way while, while you know, everybody yeah. grew up the same, but but generally it's it's how we grew up because it's like that the way you mentioned earlier about how you viewed you know eating meat and stuff like that to you it was it was normal not to eat meat and it was just kind of weird right. it just didn't feel right from the start you know mm -hmm. and yeah, yeah i think that's the the struggle that some people i guess it, you know it's yeah it's just a long time of you know getting um learning different things or getting thought taught a certain way and um and that's kind of how or who you become for the for the most part and and of course oh, totally. meat is massive in her culture so mm -hmm. what do you expect everybody's mostly everybody's going to be eating meat <laughs> totally and i think for a lot of people it's like because most people didn't grow up how i grew up it's like you're you have to unlearn yeah. this stuff and you and and that can be really hard for people to be open to because it's like wired in there mm -hmm. and so you know to unlearn what you've always been told was the right thing to do i mean it takes a certain amount of trust and it takes a certain amount of willingness to get out of your comfort zone 
um, to be open to that. So I, mm. you know, I understand um, the struggle. I mean, I see it in our business a lot, but also if you, if you consider then if you, if you're willing to make that change and to look at that and you start <clears throat> you know, changing how you eat and if you have kids and then your kids are seeing you mm-hmm. do this, then like, then there's that beautiful change. Then it'll, then for your kids, they're going to grow up with this different idea. Um, yeah. And so I think it's, you know, it's, it's really powerful and not just your kids, but your friends too, and your family and your, and your community, because we're just individuals, but my gosh, like imagine the lives that each individual touches along the way. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We got to lead by example and, and just uh, show the next generation or kids uh, how to properly feed themselves and uh, live a stress, stressless or stress-free life, I guess. I don't even know if stressless is a word, but... <laughs> well, I don't think a stress-free life is ever possible because humans yeah. deal with a lot of well, shit. But yeah, there is no. a way to get through stress right. that you don't have to like completely come and done. And certainly yeah. a healthy diet and a healthy lifestyle is like a you know a, a building block for that totally yeah no yeah. you're right there's no stress-free life but there is you know thank god uh, there's not though right yeah <laughs> yeah there's ways there's just so much going on around the world that so many people are stressed and i think it's you know it's mm-hmm. almost pushed on us in, in a lot of ways so you know you got to learn how to maneuver around it <laughs> yeah and and i mean hey being human it's it, it's challenging. Mm-hmm. It, it's challenging, you know, yeah. in so many ways just to be alive. It's, it's challenging. And so, you know, finding a lifestyle, finding a diet that's going to support you through it mm-hmm. is so worthy, has been so worthy of my time, you know, um, to be able to get through because like sad and hard shit happen all the time. And people, every single one of us have had massive heartbreaks and just, these gut-wrenching experiences that you think god how am i going to get through this Mm -hmm. like how you know either so sad or just mourning and grief and loss or stress or um heartbreak heartache i mean these are all human conditions and so if you are able to you know eat in a way and live your life in a way that's going to support you through those times it won't make those bad times go away, but man, you can you can you can find a way through that's not gonna make you crumble, mm-hmm. you know, and that's gonna gonna help you help you through seeing your way, and and maybe maybe in such a way that you'll be able to learn something from them because really that's what it is, right? All like I don't know about you, but any horrible experience I've been through, dude, it has taught me so many lessons, and ultimately I've been really thankful for it. Mm-hmm. So. I think, but, but it's like, I almost feel like my diet, my lifestyle is sort of like, okay, that's my ride and die. Like that's my, you know, I'm going to count on my, you know, plants that I eat and, and the sleep that I get and mm-hmm. the water that I drink and the movement that I get. I'm going to count on that because we're kind of a team in yeah. this. Oh, yeah. combine all those and yeah, your food, your moving around, your hydration and your your sleep is gonna get better like you said your stress levels are gonna go down i've said it in a different podcast where um or in a different episode where i've noticed for myself after i went vegan it took a bit of time but i've noticed that i've you know like there's just not that i had anger but there was just less frustration and and Mm. uh you know um I'd have more patience with things, you know, and just like just a whole general like feeling of uh, of anger or or things like that is just kind of calmed down, and I just feel so much more peaceful 
and, and, and just I hear that so loved, often. You know, so it's it, yeah, it definitely that's one of the biggest change I've noticed, and and I definitely yeah. will take that on <laughs> and share totally. it with people. Yeah, and I think I mean I've heard that so so often, and I don't know if I you know because I've never had meat necessarily i don't know that i've ever i mean i haven't ever felt that part of because i do i I feel like how can me not lead to angst that's just how in my mind that's just like (laughs) because of like the hormones and like everything right and the the, you know whatever but i've heard so so often like that same thing of like i just i found like clarity Mm -hmm. and i found this peace and i found this patience and I found this like kind of grounded feeling and I hear people say that all the time. And so it's, it's, yeah, it's like not only for physical health, but for mental health too. It's really, it's just so powerful. It's like, there's so many reasons to eat this way and I can't think of a single reason like to eat any other way. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I can't think it, it feels like uh, decades ago that I used to eat meat, but it's it's only closing up to the four years, you know? So but it's well, good for you. the best good change you. I've ever made, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I try to stick with sometimes when people ask. And I'm just like, I'll tell you what, it's the best decision I've made in my life. <laughs> it's only been and that's like a test- so testimony, much, you know. So much more positive stuff has happened, and so many more doors has opened, and so many more amazing people have come into my life. Not saying that that would have happened if I wouldn't have went vegan, but I feel like a lot of that was contributed to that decision you know so totally i feel that for sure yeah it's beautiful so uh before we go where could people find you on social media or if they want to jump onto your uh your meal plans and stuff like that so they can go to cleanfooddirtygirl.com and everything is there. There's links to all of our, um, like our Instagram and our, we have a really fun private Facebook group. Um, it's, it's quirky and funny and we don't take ourselves seriously. And, um, there's no like judgment. It's just a fun group. Mm-hmm. So they can join that. And, um, our blog is on there. Our meal plans are on there. You can do like a free trial of our meal plans. We have this awesome classroom that we, um, built from scratch. And so you can, when you sign up, you actually can like choose how many portions of what meal you want. You can search recipes by like allergens you can, and then like for each meal, you put in how many uh, portions you want, then it generates like this grocery list for you and it works on your phone and on your tablet and stuff. So it's a really fun, it's a really awesome way to, to cook. It's very, yeah, it's good. So we have on our website, there's a free trial that people can sign up for that. Um, but yeah, cleanfooddirtygirl.com and there's a ton of resources. We have a blog with tons of free recipes and information and interviews. And so if you're looking for, if any of your listeners are looking for some more recipes or just some motivation, it's a great, great place. And you know, you don't have to sign up for the meal plans either. Just start with like the free recipes and go from Mm -hmm. there. And then just know that there's other additional resources if, if anyone ever wants to do that. Awesome. That's wonderful. I'll be, I'll post those in in the notes and I'll definitely be sharing that on my uh, social media because I just love these types of uh, of, uh, companies or, um, and you know, it's just, it's so powerful. That's what we need more of is, you know, groups that can help out. Like you said, you got Facebook groups and all that. You, you're, you're tackling every little angle that you can to, 
to make sure that people are, are really gonna enjoy it and and stay on board so that's awesome yeah and feel supported you know that's the main thing because people can you know not everybody is on social media not everybody you know i mean so we offer a lot of different channels so that we can mm -hmm. support a lot of different people regardless of where they're at on their journey like right. we have people who join our meal plans or join our community that have been plant-based for decades and then we have people who like aren't even ready to go plant-based yet but they're just kind of toying with the idea and then we have you know and it's just there there's something for everybody and it's like everybody is at a different place in their journey and it's a beautiful thing you know that's something to celebrate whether you even started or not like just the fact that you're like thinking about it that's like hey we all were there at some point so nice. awesome i yeah, was just actually, i was just wondering that actually it was you know how many people were uh part of the group were you know just starting and stuff like that but it sounds like you've got people from all all directions <laughs> and, yeah, all and from all over the world too yeah. which is so awesome yeah from all different countries and all different places in the world it's um yeah i just i i just love it i love connecting with people and to helping people sort of start this you know right. because it's just such a beautiful it's just such a beautiful thing that's so worthy of um people's focus and attention and time and just just to see you know mm -hmm. just see and and for most people it's like they'll they get hooked and all of a sudden their life is better than they ever even imagined it could be <laughs> totally yeah, yeah no there's nothing better than connecting with people meeting new people just like i'm doing here that's kind of why i really love doing these podcasts because you know, I, I reach out to people, some people reach out to me and, you know, we connect through video this way and I, I get to, you know, talk to, talk to people and just get to learn and share their story and stuff like that. And it's just, it's so much fun. It's <laughs> yeah. That's awesome that you're doing it. You know, I'm so glad that there's people like you doing this stuff. Cause I don't, I, that's one thing that I don't have is a podcast and I, and I won't, you know, cause I'm doing, doing other things, yeah. but they're so important. And I really thank you for taking the time to have me and to chatting with me. I've had a really wonderful talk with you today. Same back to you. It was great. I appreciate you reaching out and um, coming on the show and uh, getting to know you more. So thank yeah. you very much. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Fabulous. We'll have a wonderful night. And if you need anything from me, just um, let me know. Shoot me an email. Absolutely. Thank you okay. very much. Have yourself a Thanks. nice day. You too. Have a good night. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I truly appreciate it. If you guys could leave me a review, let me know what you guys think. If you guys have any suggestions, ideas, anything at all, because that would help the podcast grow. And again, if you guys haven't done so already, please subscribe and stay tuned for more episodes each week. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Peace and love to you all.